الحمد لله وكفى وسلاما على عباده الذين استفى أما بان فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا آمنوا بالله ورسوله سبحان ربك رب العزة أما يصفون وسلاما على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صلي على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم the Prophet said in the hadith, he divided this month of Ramadan into three asharas, three sets of ten days each, that the first ten days of this month are a rahmah, the second ten days of this month are a maghfirah, and the last ten days of this month are itkum min al-nar. One reason that Allah Taala does this is that because Allah Taala knows He has created us, he knows that we are dhaif, Fulikal insanu dhaifa. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows that human beings get bored. We tire of worship. And therefore Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends a new faz, a new tajalli. This is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explained this in Surah Al-Rahman. That each and every day he is in a new sha'an. He says in the Quran, the Kareem, that kulla yawmin, each and every day he is in a new sha'an means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends a special love, a special mercy, a different relationship with His believer every day. How can you understand this? You can imagine that, Cello, based on last night's topic, a newlywed couple. <laughs> when you have a newlywed couple, then what does that woman do? What the woman does is that she comes and appears in front of her husband every night in some new clothing, new dress, new jewelry. Right? She comes and she adorns herself. She makes herself mosaic. And most uh, miles. Every night you will feel a new love for her every night. Right? Every time you see her, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is like that with his believers. He does so much qadr of the iman of the believers. So much qadr of their iman that every day he looks at his mu'mineen with a new gaze of mahabba, a new type of rahmah, a new type of karam, a new type of fazl. This is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's sha'an. This is his majesty. Right? And us as human beings... We are also meant to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the same way. We are meant to have the same new feelings for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at all times. But we get tired, right? So you might experience this mid-Ramadan drop. If you're bath ho gaya, ye aad dast raat rawe. Chalo kuch tovi aare, right? Kuch jo dast in chal kar aare hai, unke liye mushkil ho raha hai, right? Right now, around this time is when a person starts counting. And taking out the calendar, right? And so this means you need to refresh your intention in the month of Ramadan. And this is something in general the Prophet ﷺ that you should continually renew and refresh your iman. Everything in this world needs to be renewed. Everything. If you look at this whole dunya, the way they structured the dunya is so that you get renewed. The break between your classes in order to renew you. Right? The break between quarters is in order to renew you. 
There's no break in Ramadan. There's no break in the month of Ramadan that you get 10 days and ek chutti mil gay. Then another 10 days and another day off. It's a falsified showing us something. That in our deen, this notion of chutti or taking a break isn't there. Because deen is that one thing that you do not need a break for to do tajdeen. The dunya is this world, this is material life, it's monotonous. So for the sake of this dunya or something of this dunya, you cannot do the dunya consistently. You cannot have istikamat or mudawamat on the dunya. The only thing that you can actually have istikamat, mudawamat means regularity, consistency, constancy, perpetuity on is the deen of Allah. Now why is that? That's because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is doing something. Now that's what you cannot see. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is sending a new barakah, a new rahmat on you. If we were to make ourselves feeling people, if we were to be more in tune with our hearts and have our hearts more in tune with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we would feel that every sajda I feel something different. Imagine that's what the, the salihin, the siddiqeen, sadiqeen, awliya, that was their salah, that's why they enjoyed it so much. Just like every spoon of ice cream, you enjoy it. It's a new enjoyment. You never get tired of it, you never get bored of it. So they enjoyed each and every sajda, each and every tasbih, each and every subhana rabbil adheem, each and every subhana rabbil a'la. Just like we enjoy each and every spoon of ice cream. That's the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. But we have not tuned our hearts to that yet. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made, because He knew, again, human beings are weak, so He created different types of ibadah, different types of worship. Somebody will pray salah, maybe get bored, shift to Qur'an, shift to dhikr, shift to istighfar, shift to durood, shift to dua, keep shifting, right? In order to keep yourself further enticed. One thing that happens to a person in Ramadan, perhaps sometimes physically, is they feel weak. Because naturally when you eat less and you drink less, and for some of you, you sleep less, most of us are sleeping less, you might feel weak. I'm going to argue to you actually that eating less, drinking less, sleeping less makes you strong. Because if you look at what you're doing in a 24-hour day or for the past few days, you've done more in these last 10 days than you normally did maybe in maybe even 10 months. <laughs> maybe even you've done more ibadah in 10 days that you did in 10 months. Maybe you've done even more dua or istighfar in 10 days than you did in 10 months. Maybe you did sabr and held yourself back from things. So what another lesson Ramadan is showing us is that if you tap into the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's incredible. If you open your heart to that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can give you such strength in your heart that you can do things that are unimaginable. Now that power is always there. It's not muqayyad only in this month of Ramadan. And that's why you will see, Wallahi, I've spent time with people that I don't see any difference between their Ramadan and their Ramadan. <laughs> There's no difference. Between their Ghair Ramadan and Ramadan, one Sheikh said that this is the proper definition of the Sahaba, that every day for them was like Yawm al-Arafah, and every night for them was like Laylatul Qadr. That's what they were. They were on, that's istiqamat, that was their consistency. Right? For me and you, we need these surges, we need these boosts. So around these 10 days, and what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does is He starts adding things. So for the first Ashara was coming this Rahmah, in the next ashra, he extends out another promise to again revive us to jumpstart up, which is that of his maghfirah. The rahmah came in these 10 days, we were able to fast, 
able to pray taraweeh, right? Able to do all these things. That should be understood that all of that was just due to the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now that He has shown so much mercy to us and shown us what we are capable of, that we are actually capable of being ibad, we are capable of being salihin. This wasn't some myth or some dream or some fantasy or some attainable goal. We are capable of it. Now when we see our capability, what should happen is a new type of haya is supposed to come in after 10 days of Ramadan. A person is supposed to feel shameful that, Ya Allah, this is what I'm capable of. Then truly the life I've been living normally is all the more worthy of forgiveness. I've just seen due to your rahmah, your mercy in this 10 days of Ramadan, what I'm able of doing. And what life consists of and how much barakah there is in the masjid and how much barakah and lazat there is in the deen, how much halawat there is in imam. And now I realize that look what I've been missing and look what I've been deliberately missing and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, now I need to turn to your maghfirah. Right? And then this is a time a person starts feeling, asking forgiveness, more and more forgiveness. Now when you start doing more and more forgiveness, then you're putting distance between yourself and the past. The 10 days of amal didn't really put the distance there. The 10 days of an amal showed you what you could do. Now you have a feeling, it's like a surge. It's like marketing. You give somebody a free sample, a free taste. <laughs> you give it to them for free, but then you, it's like a free search. But then if they want more, you're going to charge for it. <laughs> so Allah subhanahu wa does that in the first 10 days of the month of Ramadan. He gives everybody a free boost in their iman, a boost in their amal. That's His rahmah, that's His mercy. And now if we want that, now we should start becoming people of maghfirah. Maghfirah means true tawbah. That we want to change. We, we're repenting from our pre-Ramadan ways. And we never want to go back to them. We may want to go back to those days in which we can eat during the day, but we don't want to go back to those days in which we sin during the day and sin during the night. So these next 10 days, not that obviously this whole month is a month of maghfirah, this whole month is a month of rahmah, but if the Prophet said that Allah subhanahu sends his special maghfirah, you can look at it that way, in the second 10 days, then that means we should make a special effort, a special attempt to get that maghfirah. So number one is obviously to seek forgiveness from our sins that which we committed zahiran and batina. It's not necessary to always think of a sin when you seek forgiveness from it. Because sometimes some of us have this problem also is that when we recall that sin, we start falling into that sinful emotion. So what we do is we start thinking of that sin in order to make ourselves feel remorseful and do this tikfar. But once you start thinking of that sin, then the memories of that sin and the memories of the pleasure of that sin come back to you. And all of a sudden, a new temptation, new fantasizing, new daydreaming starts. So rather than being istighfar, instead of being istighfar, this became something totally different. So what you do in that case is that if anybody feels themselves in this, do not think of the sin itself. Lest it incite you, you'll be tempted again. Well, I'm weak. If I start thinking of that sin, I might start wanting to do it again. So rather think about yourself. Don't think about that act. Think about yourself. Imagine the asra, the blackness on your heart due to that sin. Imagine the distance that came between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala due to that sin. Imagine how many a'mal is salih that you lost the tawfiq to do because of that sin. Imagine how many a'mal is salih that you eradicated, you erased their barakah, their fawaid due to that sin. Think about those things and then make istighfar. 
And then you will fear, and then that will be an istighfar that perhaps for some person this may work, it will be even more feeling from the heart. So this is 10 days to increase in your istighfar. This can be number one through recitation of tasbih istighfar. To say a formula such as astaghfirullah rabbi min kulli dhanbi wa atubu ilayhi. 100 times a day or 100 times a day morning and evening. In Ramadan one should try to increase subah sham. Second is to make du'as of istighfar. And you should all find and you can even get this on the internet probably. Sayyidul istighfar is a du'a Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said is the Sayyid is the king of istighfars. Such a powerful du'a. You should learn that du'a. You may not have time, no need to hifz it. You print it out and you read it. No problem. You print it out and you read it and try to say that at least, and that is just one paragraph. It's going to take you 20 seconds. So try to make it a habit of reciting Sayyid Istighfar every night, every 24 hours. Try if you can when you're up at the time of Tahajjud to say Sayyid Istighfar at that time. At the time of Iftar to say it at that time. Don't feel any shame. Take it out of your pocket. There's no need to feel any shame about this. Maybe somebody will ask you what you're reading. Maybe you'll tell them, maybe they'll want a copy, you give them a copy, you will have taught them something good about their deen. Maybe their, maybe their maqfara will be accepted. Maybe when they read those words, they'll read them with more feeling than you did. But because you were the one who guided them to it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may accept your du'as as well. So number one is istighfar. Number two is sayyidul istighfar. Number three is other du'as of istighfar you can find in many places in the Qur'an al-Kareem and the Hadith, whichever ones you may know. ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا تترسة لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إني كنت من الظالمين whatever you know use it then the next is du'a using your own language your own words your own tongue your own feelings and next I would even go so further to sit in silent istighfar just sit there don't even say anything with your tongue use your heart to make istighfar to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Make your heart cry out to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in remorse, in shame, in repentance. Right? And really if a person sits down and really reflects on what a destruction we have made of our life, then really a person might be even beyond words. And in the depth of our heart say, Ya Allah, what have I done? This is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses the word, ذَلَمُوا ala anfusim That they do zulm on themselves. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses a very strong word here. So we should view ourselves as we are dhalim. That I've done zulm on my own self. Look at my state. I'm beyond words. I'm beyond reprieve. To be sometimes to enter a state of shock about our own self. That is maghfirah. And in these 10 days, if we do that, we turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this maghfirah. And Allahu Akbar kabira. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Oh, not only does He give this forgiveness, He gives too much. <laughs> As he says in the Qur'an al-Kareem, that person who truly repents of his sins, I can give him the reward of good deeds. <laughs> so we can totally work the whole process in reverse. When we sinned, we lost our good deeds. When you make istighfar, you can get back the good deeds. When we sin, we lost potential good deeds. When you make istighfar, you might get those good deeds potentially back. You never even did them, you'll get extra good deeds back. When you sin, you become distant, bayid from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you make istighfar, Allah will make you qareeb to him. And that qurb isn't just again maghfirah. That qurb then will transform everything. It will put the zikr, the remembrance of Allah back into our ibadah. Everything will come back into place. So these 10 days are 10 days of maghfirah. A person should have a craze. Should be just crazed, just too busy. 
thinking day and night, anytime they're free, walking from academic block to masjid, to dorm, to PDC, all the time just thinking about this craze. That I'm in a state of maghfara, I'm in a state of istighfar, I'm in a state of seeking. Talib maghfara, istighfar means talib maghfara, I'm a talib. I'm a seeker. I'm yearning after the forgiveness of Allah. I'm lost in these thoughts. You have to enter a craze in Ramadan. People around you should say that the yitu, hey, hey, gome. He's gone in this month. That's what Ramadan is here to do. Right? So drown yourself in this month of Ramadan. Embrace yourself. Embrace this month of Ramadan completely. Look, search for those moments of your day that I'm acting like it's normal, like it's any other day. Catch yourself. No, I forgot it's Ramadan. I forgot I'm fasting. Right? Some of us forget we're fasting sometimes so much we reach for food and drink. Some of us forget we're fasting, we maybe even fall into sin, all of a sudden remember what we're doing. Right? Don't be forgetful. Be in a state of extreme, vigilant, intense craze. Extreme dedication, extreme devotion to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Another aspect of maghfirah is shifting from hukuk Allah to hukuk al-ibad. That we should think of all those times, all those people if remembering them causes some problem they don't remember the specifics but normally when you hurt someone it doesn't really bring any pleasure or any temptation or any fantasy if you remember the sins that you did to others so think and then think how many times there must have been in my life that I hurt somebody I don't even remember how many times have I teased somebody said something snide about someone did backbiting to someone slandered someone felt hasad about someone treated someone as if they were inferior to me did the cumber. And you think about it, Ya Allah, I must have done that so many times. <laughs> there must be countless times in my life that I did that. To make istighfar for that also, right? Make istighfar for that, for our lack of adab, our lack of ikhlas, our lack of akhlaq, right? Our lack of sidq. <coughs> and then to make dua for that person's maghfirah. Mutlakan, to make dua, Ya Allah, I make dua for the maghfirah of anybody who has any rights over me. Anyone. Who in any way I even slighted in the least a bit, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I was your abd. As your servant, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I'm embarrassed that I slighted them, I hurt them, I don't want this to reflect on you, I don't want this to reflect in any way upon me on the day of judgment, so I ask you as my Lord to do my kafalat. Like, you know, sometimes you go to some elder and ask him to support you, that you made a mistake. Right? And you can't handle the effects of the mistake, so you go to some elder and ask him to come in and step in and do your kafalat. So to make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala do my kafalat. Wherever that person is, I've even forgotten who they are, I've even forgotten what I said. But Allah, you are al-alim, you are all-knowing. So wherever that person is, whatever state he or she is, Ya Allah Rabbil Kareem, I make dua for them. Right? And in the she case in particular, do not think of them specifically. Just do it mutlakan, mutlakan, and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala, aap se, unko hidayat, rahmat, maghfirat, everything. Make massive dua for that person. Such that your life depends on that dua being accepted because in the day of judgment it could come down to something so small as that. When the mizan is being weighed, even the slightest thing maybe can tilt the balance. Maybe things are going in your favor, but all of a sudden somebody shows up <laughs> and that you would hurt them. You would harm them. They start taking your good deeds. And all of a sudden your scale tips the other way. 
the more and more du'a you make for them, and you should make du'a, I will tell you a very particular way to make du'a. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you are a being of unlimited treasure, of unlimited mulk. You have unlimited possession, unlimited resources. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I have limited a'mal. If on the day of judgment I have to expend from my limited a'mal to fulfill hukuk al-ibad, I will go into a state of loss. So I make dua. And I ask Allah Ta'ala that you accept this dua that I make for all those people who have any rights over me. And I ask you to grant me so much from this dua and put it all in their haq. Grant me so much in this dua, grant them so much from my dua that it outweighs and over supersedes any rights that they have over me. You can make that niyat and Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala can do that if He wants. So in this world you have that ability to make dua. Another way to do this is to forgive the rights that others have over you. Because this is another thing related to istighfar. I mean, for us ourselves to become people of maghfirah. But also some said is that if you forgive your rights over somebody else, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive others' rights over you. So that's an easy way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I forgive in this night of Ramadan all the hukuk that anybody has over me. And I ask you to grant me so much sawab for that that number one, it can compensate for anybody who has a kook over whoever who has a kook over me. I forgive my hukuk over anyone and everyone who I may have hukuk over, and I ask you to grant me so much sawab from that act of forgiveness on my part that it will compensate and cover all the hukuk that anyone and everyone may have over me. That's another way to do this. And sometimes actually another thing is a person may, depending on the situation, have to do istighfar directly to a person. May actually have to seek the forgiveness of a particular person. Right? This should not be done if speaking to that person is not permissible in the sharia. This should not be done if reinitiating contact might rekindle some emotions or feelings that are not permissible in the sharia. Right? But if it's a person or a friend or a parent even, right, or a brother or a sibling, then a way a person can say this is that basically life is short and this is the month of forgiveness, the month of mercy and I thought that while I was asking Allah Ta'ala to forgive me, I would ask anyone and everyone to forgive me for anything and everything that I did. Wouldn't it be so good if we were to forgive each other in this way? You don't have to mention what you did. You don't have to admit to what you did. Most people, if you say something like this to them or something like this to them, they'll even say tilotika. But that's enough for you. You've got your tilotika from them, you're home free. That's all you need from them. They might even just say, That's not good enough for you. You're done. Whatever they say, they say anything like that, it's done, it's considered that they have forgiven you. Right? It's not necessary for you to tell them whatever it was that you did to them three years ago, whatever it is that you said about them two years ago. That's not necessary. When they mutlaqan, absolutely unqualified, forgive us. Right? If it's not permissible or proper to do so, if you don't remember, you can't reach that person, etc., etc., then again you make dua. Another way of istighfar, and that's closely linked to this month of Ramadan, is to give sadaqah. When you give sadaqah, it invites the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you give charity, 
And you can link this to this as well that you can give sadaqah for that person in their name for their sake. The Ya Allah, whatever sawab I get from this sadaqah, give all that sawab to this person so that the rights of this person that they have over me become fulfilled. So this is a month of maghfirah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran al-Kareem has used two extreme words for himself, ghafoor and ghafar. Ghafoor and ghafar. Just like he has used Rahman and Rahim. That being ghafoor and ghafar, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that being who possesses the absolute infinite capacity to forgive. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that being who infinitely uses that capacity, he infinitely forgives. So when Allah Ta'ala Himself is saying that these are part of my sifat, which means these are part of my inseparable attributes, His sifat is muttasif with His zat, it's His very being, which is like that, then this is what we were talking about in the morning, this is the raja that a person should have. So in these 10 days when we're making the maghfirah, now this is a time that maghfirah can be spurned or initiated by fear. But the feeling in your maghfirah should be one of raja of hope. And that what the Prophet that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Anna abdi bi, that you should be sure that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is forgiving me. Every single time you make istighfar, you should feel a yaqeen that my sins are dropping away, that my load is becoming less, that the tawfiq is coming back. You should feel it yaqeena. You should not have any doubt at all. And when you build yourself that way, then you will find that istighfar is extremely uplifting and liberating. And you will feel after that istighfar lightened and you will feel purified and you will feel refreshed for further ibadah and you will feel more firm on your niyat and irada to live a life that is sin free. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enable us in these last 10 months to become people of istighfar, to earn his maghfirah. There's immense, immense oceans of maghfirah out there for us to earn in these 10 days. It's up to us to strive and to have that craze and to spend every moment, every second trying to get the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, trying to invite His forgiveness. May Allah ta'ala forgive all of us for any and all of our sins. وَآخِرُ الدَّعْوَانَ أَنَحْمَدَلِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ لَا إِلَهِ إِلَّا اللَّهُ مَحَمَدُ رَسُولُ اللَّهُ سُبْحَانَ رَبِّي إِلَى الْعُلْحَابَ اللَّهُمَ صَلِّي عَلَى سِنُنَا مُحَمَّدِ وَعَلَى عَلِ سِنُنَا مُحَمَّدِ وَبَارِكُ سَلِّمْ ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكوننا من الخاسرين اللهم إنك عفو كريم تحب ولا فاف عنا اللهم إنك عفو كريم تحب ولا فاف عنا اللهم إنك عفو كريم تحب ولا فاف عنا اغفر لنا وارحمنا Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, we ask you to forgive us for all of our sins. Ya Allah, we ask you to shower your maghfirah upon us. Ya Allah, we are those members of this ummah that we are most needy of your maghfirah. Ya Allah, we are the most filthy ones, we have the most zulm, we are most needy of your nur. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we are the most ones, we have the most najasa. Ya Allah, we are most needy of your tazkiyah. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we ask you to forgive us for all of our sins that we did in the past. Forgive us for the sins that we persist with in the present. Ya Allah, keep us away from all sins in the future.
Ya Rabbi Kareem, forgive us for the sins that we did to ourselves. Forgive us for the sins and the hurt and harm that we did to others. Ya Rabbi Kareem, forgive us for the sins that we did knowingly. Forgive us for the sins that we did mindlessly. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, forgive us for the sins of our bodies. Forgive us for the sins of our minds. Forgive us for the sins of our hearts. Forgive us for our sinful thoughts. Forgive us for our sinful emotions. Forgive us for our sinful gazes. Forgive us for the sins of our eyes. Forgive us for the sins of our tongues. Ya Allah, forgive us for the sins of our ears. Forgive us for the sins of each and every of our parts. Ya Allah, Rabbi Kareem. Ya Allah, we have acted shamelessly in front of you. Ya Allah, we have been remorseless in front of you. Ya Rabbi Kareem, due to your own rahmah, your barakah that you have sent upon us in the month of Ramadan. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we have realized Allah. Ya Allah, we do ikrar that we are amongst the zalimeen. We do ikrar of our zunub. Ya Allah, we testify and admit that we have wronged ourselves. But Ya Rabbi Kareem, we testify and admit that we are amongst your ibad, that we are the people of the kalima, that we pledge la ilaha illallah. Ya Allah, that we come to you on the path of tawheed and ibadah. We pledge to you, Ya Allah, that you alone are our Rabb. Ya Allah, that you alone do we worship. Iyyak and na'budu. And you alone, Ya Rabbi Kareem, do we seek for help. Iyyak and nasta'een. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, we ask you to accept this pledge of ours. We ask you to accept our kalima. We ask you to accept our iman. To put our iman in your hifaza. To purify our iman from all of its stains. Ya Allah, to purify our iman of all of its deficiencies. Ya Allah, we ask you to adorn us with all of the sifat of the mu'mineen. Adorn us with all of the khair and keep us away from the shar. Ya Allah, adorn us with all of the virtues and keep us away from the vices. Ya Allah, Rabbi Kareem, we ask you to give us najat from sinful company. We ask you to give us salvation from sinful company. Emancipation from sinful thoughts. Ya Allah, we ask you to protect us from the sinful environment that is around us. Ya Rabbi Kareem, many times we wish to obey, but we still go astray. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we wish to become people of sabr, but still we lack restraint. Ya Allah, our nafs has overpowered us. Ya Allah, we have fallen to our nafs too many times in our life. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you to give us strength in this month of Ramadan. Strength that we can use in your itaat. Strength that we can use in your ibadat. Strength that we can use in the ittiba of your beloved messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah, we ask you to make us amongst the sabirin. Make us amongst the qanitin. Make us amongst the mutawakkilin. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you to save us from the hellfire. Save us from the azab of the qabr. Save us from the, the diff muskilat of the yawm al-qiyamah. Ya Allah, save us from, Ya Allah, the fire of hell. Save us from the nar jahannam. Ya Allah, we ask you to bestow upon us jannah. Allahumma inna nas'alukan jannatul firdawsi bin ghayri hisab Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem we ask you to grant us jannatul firdaws Ya Allah we ask you to grant us the companion of the anbiya the sahaba the ulama sulaha and awliya Ya Allah in the akhirah Ya Rabbi Kareem Ya Allah, we ask you to shower your mercy and forgiveness upon us, to grant us emancipation from the hellfire. Ya Allah, we ask you to give us istiqamat in this month of Ramadan. Let us not lapse, let us not falter. Ya Allah, let us make full use and do qadr of this month of Ramadan. Ya Allah, let us not lapse and falter after this month. Ya Rabbi Kareem, you yourself said in the Quran, Ma qadri. Ya Allah, truly we have not valued you, esteemed you as you deserve to be valued. Ya Allah, we ask you to forgive us for our lack of qadr, forgive us for our lack of adab. Ya Allah, we ask you to guide us into the path of your ubudiyah. Ya Allah, we ask you to turbiya and make us people of adab. Rabbana takamal minna innaka anta samiyul alim. Wa tubu alayna innaka anta tuwab rahim. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala habibihi Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. Bi rahmatika ya arhamar rahimin.